One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osher Ginsberg. Thank you so much for downloading the show. Uh, I really appreciate you being here this Friday, the 30th of October, 2020. If you're new, this podcast is a conversation that I have every week, twice a week, actually. Mondays, I speak with the guest. Fridays, I speak with you. And basically, the show is designed to help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. Something that you hear on this show today will make you go tonight, oh, you know what? Today was a little bit better. I kind of heard something today that made me think about things differently. And that's all we're here to do. I've been here since 2013. There's over 360 other episodes to get into. And if you're interested, uh, you can join me for this episode. I do it every week uh, live on Twitch. And with that, I'd love to say hello to the good people at Twitch. Hey, everybody. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for joining me here on Twitch. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for being here. It is a Friday episode of this show. Mondays, I speak with the guest. and Fridays, I speak with you. And on Fridays, I just like to, you know, know, basically check in, talk about the, you know, the the things that people have been talking to me all week and um, have a bit of a chat. I guess the short version is straight away, like I've moved offices. I've gone from the pod cave to the, the pod castle or the pod tower or the pod attic. So I'm now in the loft where I ride my bikes with with Audrey. And, um, yeah, you can hear by the sound of the baby playing in the living room below me that uh, it's, it's not as soundproof as the yellow one, but that's fine. I love it. I love that. You, know, you can hear the sounds of the family downstairs. It's pretty cool. I really like it. Thanks heaps for all the emails that came through through the week. Um, send us your email at gmail.com. That's my email address. It's real easy to get to me. Big thanks to, let's call this person A, trying to anonymize a few of the emails because they get pretty personal today. Thanks very much, A, for writing. I'm struggling with OCD remarkably similar to your experiences that you describe in your book, though the triggers are different. Yeah, I uh, I wrote a book about uh, having a brain that's a little different. And uh, OCD is one of the things that I get to have. (laughs) Yay, me. What struck me most was how you described its effect on your relationship with Audrey. Your head was sometimes simply too full to experience like joy, empathy, and intuition. Yeah, it's really true. 
when you've got a brain that just won't let go of things and just spins in circles and obsesses about stuff and can't let go, it's very difficult for new information to come in. It's very difficult for new uh, experiences to make their mark on your body and allow and your body to allow those things to change and affect you. And that can be really hard, really hard. I know it's definitely hard on Audrey. Oh, my goodness. Really hard on her because, you know, we'd be having fun times and enjoying ourselves and whatever, and I'm just looping around in circles having a a, a really difficult time. And I guess, A, what I would say is it's a lot better than it was, but every day I work at it every single day. And, you know, I I think – the trick is, I would say, and I heard this in um, one of the uh, meetings of the fellowship that I'm a part of that helps me stay sober, use the thing that got you sick, kind of hack it and use it to help you get better. So try and put into that thing that won't let go systems anchor like an if-then behavior and just be really self-aware and recognize like if I'm doing this thing or if someone comes in to talk to me in the room, when I was writing my book, I had to do this. My if then was close the laptop, turn around. Doesn't matter how focused I am, how much flow state I'm in, how much enjoying, how much dopamine is flooding in my brain because I'm in this creative flow state. Close the laptop, turn around and speak to the person that came into the room. And at first that was really hard because it's very difficult for me to uh, change gears, but it's still something I try to do every day. But thanks heaps for writing. Send us your email at gmail.com. S has written from beautiful Rockingham in Western Australia. Rocking your roof in Rockingham. Uh, thank you very much. Beautiful view of the uh, seaside, which is glorious. And thanks for the episode on the five-minute mental health and mental fitness routine. I'm a psychologist, and I appreciate your valuable sharing about mental health and mental health help. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm really grateful. There is a new thing that I have started doing just today. In fact, I thought, like, what am I going to reframe today? What kind of habitual ways of viewing other people in my life am I going to challenge today and how am I going to reframe behavior? So that's something I wrote down today and uh, that that really helped along with everything else that I I said last week. I'll probably do an update on that writing because it changes all the time. It changes what I write. What I write changes all the time, I I should say. But uh, I think it's really important to write every morning. I personally, for me, if you've got a brain that's uh, unable to really process things by itself. You can't think your way out of the thinking that's getting you in trouble. It can really be very helpful to write things down. I've got notebooks bloody everywhere because there's something that happens when you process it. When it comes out of your brain into your hand and you see it with your eyeballs, there's something that happens when you process it and it's really, really handy. And another email came in from, uh, let's call this person T, uh, another person that read the book. Thanks heaps. You mentioned on page 341, the power of hearing that someone else is going through the same things you are makes the problem appear smaller. It's absolutely true. And I wrote about this because I was really, people ask me, why did I start talking about this stuff? Why did I start doing these Friday podcasts? Because it was, and as I wrote in the book, it's like it became easier to think about what life might be like when I did get better and believe that I could get better when I heard other people who were where I was and were now where I somewhere where I wanted to be. And I was so afraid and I was so scared. But my guy, my mentor, he's very funny. He's like, pull your fucking finger out, mate. Stick your hand up, share, let people know what you're going through because you might just save someone's life. And when he told me that, I'm like, it's not about me. I've got to, I've got to talk about because that it's things like that that I heard that allowed me to get a whole lot better and help me make a whole lot better, help me get a whole lot better. So um, that was really, really helpful. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Just to check in with you. We are getting very, very close. You can probably hear uh, Wolfgang's downstairs playing with toys that make noise, toys that require batteries that make noise, toys that, if I had my way, would be bath toys. But that's how it is. <laughs> Audrey loves them. Wolfie loves them. I just have to be okay with the toys that make noise in Ameri- and sing in American accents. Why do all the baby toys sing in American accents? I just don't know. Anyway, to check in with you, I wanted to talk about something that did come up. I was streaming today and I was riding up an imaginary volcano and I managed to get a PR, which was sick. My heart rate went well above 174, which I think is my supposedly max heart rate. 220 minus your age, is that it? So 220 minus 46 is 174. I think I hit 180 at one point, which was wild. But I wouldn't have got there had the chat not cheered me on. So that was a, a really great moment. It was a really beautiful Twitch effect that I, I really enjoyed. But someone was talking about, oh, you know, starting my podcast and I'm afraid to start my podcast or, or whatever. And like contrary to comedy sketches you may have seen, I think everyone should start a podcast. <laughs> I really do. But um, there's an old phrase, if you've not heard it, it's an acronym. Actually, it's an initialism. An initialism, an acronym is something that you can pronounce, like ASIO, for example, or NASA, that's an acronym, but uh, CIA or CSIRO, those are initialisms. So this particular initialism is JFDI. I wonder if anyone in the chat knows what JFDI means. Wolfie doesn't know. Wolfie's downstairs. <laughs> uh JFDI basically means just fucking do it. And I was granted this extraordinary wisdom by a man who happened to be, he's like, I guess, basically one of the most successful entrepreneurs in in fast food in the history of Australia. He's an incredible guy. Uh, Bob Lapointe is his name. And I asked him once, I had a chance to have a chat with him, and I asked him, I said, Bob, what's your number one rule of, of business? And he just looked at me and said, the problems that you think you're going to face that are stopping you from embarking on a project are never never anywhere near as big as the problems that you actually encounter. So just start and trust that you'll figure it out. And that's, I was at his house, which is by house, I mean, you know, farm that encompasses an entire bend of the Hawkesbury River. <laughs> it's, you know, so I'm sitting in the evidence of this man's wisdom and business brain working. And I was like, well, looks like it worked for you. Let me give it a shot. And once I started doing that, it just transformed my, my life. Even though I was terrified of the, the problems I might face or the, the criticism I might get or the, what the trolls might write, I just started. And sure enough, the problems that I ended up encountering 
were nowhere near as big as the ones that I thought were going to happen. And yes, indeed, I figured out how to get around every single one of them. Had I not had that attitude of just fucking do it, there's no way I would have ever started a podcast, uh, a podcast which now is over, th- Jesus, nearly 450 episodes, I think. And in the world of independent broadcasting, you know, we're, we're doing okay as far as, you know, uh, advertising and income. So it's a, we've built a pretty decent product and me and the team have worked really hard on getting it here and I never would have started, never would have started. You just, just fucking do it. And same with getting into cycling. You know, I was worried about what people might think of me or worried about I'm going to look fat in Lycra or, or whatever. Just bought a bike, bought a bike and started riding. Didn't know the first thing about how to operate the gears or anything. You know, the last bike I'd ridden was a, like a BMX with hub brakes, you know. <laughs> Fuck it. Got on the bike, started riding. And now cycling's a, a massive part of my life. And, you know, same with my relationship with, with Audrey. You know, I would not, there's no way I would have a successful, healthy marriage with probably the healthiest relationship I've ever been in if I had listened to the voices that were stopping me from wanting to start. When I say listen to voices, bear in mind that I'm aware that internal monologue, let's just say that, because in in the kind of mental health circles that I travel in, if you say listen to the voices, people go, (laughs) no, 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 I didn't hear voices. No, if I had listened to those feelings that went, oh, no, 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 don't get into the relationship, you know, you never know what will happen, what if this, what if that, what if this, what if that, I wouldn't be sitting in a home with a wife and a family and, you know, an extended family that I adore. My in-laws are here at the moment and I love them so much. Um, And I've been welcomed into this family of Audrey's boys just so much and I'm so grateful. And I never would have, I never would have been here had I listened to those feelings that were those apprehensive feelings. So just fucking do it. What is it that you're too afraid to start? A new eating plan a new exercise regime, a new relationship, a new job, a new house, a new career path, a new book, I don't know, a new blog, whatever, a new going to take adult dance classes, learning how to play chess, whatever. Just fucking start. Just start. Yes, it's going to be scary. It's always going to be scary, but trust that you'll cope. Believe me. Oh, there's. I'm just, how did I get there? Believe me when I tell you. Believe me when I tell you that you will cope How do I know you'll cope? Because you've always coped. You've always figured it out. You are only here listening to me, watching this right now, because you've always found a way to figure it out. Trust that you'll find a way to figure it out and you'll figure it out again. All right? So, yeah, that's what I just kind of want to expand on that because I was peddling up a pretend volcano this morning, ASMRing my balls off, trying to get a PR uh, as I headed up this mountain today. So I couldn't really articulate it that well, but I really wanted to do that. From the chat, Bernie Bun's asking, did you plan to start your podcast or did you just get up one day and go for it? Bernie Bun, it's all about, similarly, it, just fucking do it, but also just give yourself permission. As far as I'm concerned, in my old brain, it was, oh, I could never write a book because only authors write books. Who decides that person is an author? One day that person just gets up and says, I'm an author. They start writing. When people ask them what they do, I'm an author. They're an author. Then they're a published author. Well, I'm a writer. You just say it and then you are it. So give yourself permission to do it. I just gave myself, I just realized that the only reason that other people who had podcasts was that they wanted, they just, they just started. 
And so the story goes that I was going around the comedy clubs with my friend Luke Heggie, you know, who was workshopping some material and, and um, comedians generally. They'll do like work on the same 10 minutes with slight adjustments over three or four clubs over the course of a night. And I was driving them around and it was really great. We had a great night. And I met Scott Dooley out at one of these clubs. And I was in town for the first season of The Bachelor. I'd only been there about a, here about a week or 10 days or whatever. And I was talking to Dules. I said, hey, Dules, you should come on my podcast. And he goes, yeah, that sounds great. Is Tuesday all right? And I said, yeah, Tuesday's great. This was a Saturday night. Dules didn't know I had a podcast, didn't know I didn't own microphones or a sound card, knew how to record a podcast or publish one. He didn't know any of those things. So I got up on a Sunday and I drove down to the music store and I bought myself some microphones, bought myself a sound card, spent the rest of the Sunday and the Monday figuring out how to record it. And then when Dules showed up at 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning, hey man, come on in. That's it. Just start. When we went to do our live show, which was the live show based on the book that I wrote, we booked the venue and pretty much sold it out before we had started writing it. Just start. You'll figure it out. You will absolutely figure it out. I promise you, you'll figure it out. Just fucking start it. And if you, if you really, you know, there's only one, what are they called? I don't know, fonts. An F and an E. Jedi and JFDI are very close together. So you figure out your own memes on the back of that. Uh, <laughs> so quickly, there were some questions that came in from Instagram. Uh, how's my mental health? Uh, my mental health's okay today. I've uh, been struggling a bit, been getting out of bed like three, four, but I'm waiting on a hip replacement. And so that's around when the meds wear off. I've, I've managed to get through the day. Like it hurts during the day. That's fine. I can manage the pain. But around three or four is when the meds wear off and um, I tend to wake up and then my brain just goes, oh, you're awake. Doom. <laughs> and so I have to you know, because my prefrontal cortex isn't awake, which is the rationalizing part of my brain. So I have to just kind of sit there and write it out and just, you know, count my fingers and not an obsessive compulsive disorder way, but just kind of breathe. And there's various relaxation techniques that I do and body scans and things that help me get back to sleep. But yeah, it's been a bit of a bastard at the moment, but I'm sure it'll figure out. I'm starting a new project on Monday, which has probably got something to do with it. Starting a big uh, a new TV project on Monday, which I'm excited about. Can't talk about it right now. Someone's asking me what my favourite cycling team is. Oh, okay. I don't think you can go past Team Sky and um, uh, Sir Dave Dave Bearsdale, Braesdale. I always get it wrong. I don't think you can go past that because they get the game. Similarly, they gave themselves a goal of we're going to be the first British team to have a British rider standing on the podium and winning the Tour de France within five years and they did it and they did it by developing things around marginal gains extraordinary like they realized that if we can't be five percent faster to beat the fastest people we can do 20 things 0.25 percent better all right and that's what they did so, for example, they figured out that some of their riders were getting sick on the road, just colds and flu and things like that. So this is pre-pandemic time. So what they did is they had a cleaning team go ahead of the cycling team and they would check into the hotels. They would – it's wild now because we're talking about COVID, right? But they would wipe down every surface inside the hotel room. They would change the sheets They would and they would leave it completely sanitized, wipe down the hotel room keys, whatever, and get the riders in there so the riders never touched a surface that hadn't been pre-cleaned by the Sky team. And they did that the whole way through like all kinds of little things like warm-down rituals and all kinds of weird stuff that no 
no one had ever done before. But by doing those 0.025% gains, 0.02, I can't fail. I failed maths. I don't know. You know what I mean. A quarter of a percent. They did 20 things a quarter of a percent better, which got them overall 5% better than the next team down the line. And they did it. And they won. So I don't think you can get better than that. It's extraordinary. Even if you're not into cycling, just watching how they managed to do that changed a lot for a lot of people. And it was pretty cool. Someone's asking what my favorite food is. My wife makes an amazing laksa. Boy, howdy. Incredible. Uh, my mother-in-law makes a dal that will blow your socks off. And I particularly enjoy peanut butter and banana. Is there going to be a bachelor and bachelorette next year? I bloody hope so. I've got a mortgage and school fees to pay. So I believe so. Unless some, you know something that I don't, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're on. Is there going to be a bachelor in paradise next year? I don't know. Travel, as you understand, has been quite tricky. And there was a bit of you know, difficulty around getting people out of the country, as far as I'm aware. I don't know about these things. Am I going to do a new audio book to go along with the new edition of my book? Uh, right, because there is a new edition of my book that showed up and it's got, yeah, brand new chapters that I wrote, that my wife wrote. Uh, so it's got a whole bunch of new stuff that Audrey wrote and a whole bunch of new stuff that I wrote. And um, that's really good. I don't think I'll do a new audiobook though because the audiobook itself was uh, quite an intense production. Audrey executive produced the whole thing. My wife, Audrey, she produced the whole audiobook. So I don't think I'll do a whole audiobook but I might I might do some chapters I might get Audrey to read somewhere we might find a way to release them we might do them here on Twitch we might do a live read I don't know Mark Hawa wants to know on a scale of one to ten how sexy am I there is no one sexier than you Mark Hawa no one let me crack into the chat here let's see if there's some questions here in the chat uh, before I wrap up here I just want, did want to say if anyone's watching from Victoria happy end of lockdown I'm very grateful that you managed to get through it. You did it. Congratulations. You're there. I'm proud of you. Uh, take care. Look after each other and do your best to make this no, make sure there's no bloody third wave. Holy shit. Do your best. Work hard. Happy end of lockdown to you. Happy end of lockdown to you. Happy end of lockdown, dear Victoria. Happy end of lockdown to you. Amazing. Okay, so I think that's about it. Uh, someone was saying that, you know, seeing me reminds them that when Australian Idol was over. Uh, but, but when I was a child, my bedtime was determined by when you made Australian Idol turn off. Oh, Bevan, I apologise for that, mate. I, I think Australian Idol meant a lot of people had to go to bed. I don't know how the new one's going to be. That's going to be interesting. They're bringing it back. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be able to host it because I work for a different network, but Crikey! I hope they give the I hope they give it to someone who is in the same position in their career as me and Jimmy were. I hope they give it to someone who's ready for a slingshot, because that'd be awesome. That'd be really, really awesome. I personally think Scott Tweedy would be a fantastic host, but you know, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Thanks heaps uh, for being here. I'm going to clock off. Monday's show is a really good one. Monday's show is with Zali Stegel. Uh, Zali Stegel is a former uh, Olympic skier, and Zali is now the member for Warringah in Sydney. She's an independent. She's in the House of Representatives. She's an incredibly clever human being. You can find out more about the work she's doing, climateactnow.com.au. It's basically enshrining, hopefully enshrining in Australian law and 
just as far as a direction of our country that, you know, just recognising the, the threat to our national security, our economy, our health, our environment, the threat that climate change poses and to have that as the underlying, underpinning point from where we make our decisions going forward as a country. She's an extraordinary person and I'm really, really grateful because sometimes I can get quite despaired that there's no adults in the room having a conversation that apparently every other person on the planet can understand that what we fucking need to do around climate change and how fast we have to act and what we stand to gain if we act now, like the prosperity and abundance that lays ahead of us if we act now. Sometimes I, I, I can despair a bit because it feels like there's no adults in the room. And then I talk to someone like Zali and go, oh, it might just be okay if we've got people like Zali on board. So that's on Monday which is going to be really, really great. Okay, team, I'm going to split. I'll see you on Monday for the podcast with Zali Stegel. I might see you here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Osher Ginsberg. If you're listening to the podcast and you want to follow along, I'll probably write across the weekend. Have a cracking evening. I'll see you tonight for Bachelorette 7.30 on Network 10 and Win and Affiliates. Love you. 